Hello lovely, episode 75 is coming right up. A few weeks ago, episode 73, we had my fiance on the show answering all of your questions and they ended up being themed around self-employment and taking the leap into self-employment. We dived into some of our own experiences on that journey. And so following on for that, today's guest episode is the lovely Sri Govindaraju. She is one of the co-founders and co-owners of a beautiful honey brand named Zelandia Honey. We're going to hear all about Sri's journey from being an employee, being a mama and an employee uh, for a government agency right the way through to where she is now as a self-employed businesswoman. And her journey, her stories she shares are just very inspiring very empowering. So I hope you love it. Make sure that you check out the description below. Anything that we mentioned throughout this episode, particularly around creating community, uh, women's circles, details are in that description, along with if you are wanting to start your business and you're wanting to take Shree's advice and get some help from the start, I have got an offer that is perfect for you where I help start up business owners get started. Like what is this whole business thing? Help us and help you to figure it all out where essentially I am your guide on the side with a mix of coaching, mix of mentoring, just so that you feel really supported on this journey rather than uh, overwhelmed and freaking out, knowing where you want to be, but having no idea how you want to or how you can possibly get there. So listen to this episode and then make sure you check the description below for anything that's mentioned. Have an awesome week and I hope you love listening to this one. I'm Janelle Hosking and you beautiful are here to get confident. No more self-doubt, no more overthinking, no more what ifs. I'm helping you grow your confidence so you can live a fulfilled life. Welcome to the show. Shree, I'm so excited to have you on the show with us today. How are you over in Topor? Yeah, thanks uh, Janelle. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm excited to be on the show with you too because um, when we met for the first time, when we got chatting away, um, mm. woman empowerment or something um, close to my heart. So I am really excited to be here with you too. You know, just go where and have a yarn about a few things. And yeah, Topol is wet and miserable and windy at the moment. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to some sunshine again later in the week. Honestly, me too. I don't know if you've happened to listen to any of my podcasts with guests, but I always like to start with a little this or that, just a bit of fun, just to get to know you. Are you ready for it? Yes, I am. Thank you. Okay. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Do you have a messy desk or a clean desk? clean oh not something that like is clean and then it gets messy and then you have to clean it again is it mostly always clean um mostly clean yeah oh that is good I literally just did a clean up before this podcast because obviously it's video so you can see (laughs) so I had to make sure my space was clear um introvert or extrovert extrovert oh okay beautiful have you always identified as an extrovert no it was a learned habit 
Mm, I love that. And I think that's such a good extension to that question around introvert or extrovert, because I used to fully identify as extrovert. And then over the years, I was then able to really, um, I guess, adapt and learn to love my own company. And now I would say I'm pretty close to 50-50. You know, it really yeah. depends on the oh, mood okay. and the time yeah. of the month kind of thing. Okay. Do you like to plan or wing in it? A mix of both. Um, there's no point planning everything because there will always be shit that you can't control. And when when you plan everything and something that doesn't go to according to your plan, you are the biggest loser because you're mm. upset that it didn't do. So, yes, there are times when I wing it and there are times when I plan everything. My parenting is winging it at the moment. Yeah, mm -hmm. I do parenting. It helps. <laughs> um, whether, whereas for the other things I try and plan. Beautiful. Okay. Just a couple more. Do you like to go out and say buy gifts for people or are you more of like a homemaker gift type person? As long as it's thoughtful. Yeah. It's also, again, a mixture of both depending mm. on mm. what's the occasion, but uh, it's always the thought that counts. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Okay. Uh, last one, books or movies? Books. Mm, what kind of books do you like reading? Um, for every teen fiction, I do one non-fiction. Oh. <laughs> because I can't do back-to-back non-fiction. It just does my head. And so I have to, I'm a dreamer, so I yeah. like fiction. Um, but I do tend to read a little bit of um political non-fiction yeah 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 that's so cool that's such a good way to put it do you literally count 10 or is it just kind uh, of a oh I've done a lot of fiction I should probably do a non-fiction one now no it's it's what my heart tells me today what mm. my body needs my what mm. my mind needs so it goes by touch and feel and go yeah mm. Mm, beautiful well, thank you so much for playing a little bit of this or that with us. I am really looking forward to our conversation today. Since you and I met, just to explain for the lovely lady who is listening, Shri and I met at a networking event in Rotorua near the end of 2022. And there is nothing worse in my eyes than speaking. You were the guest speaker of the evening. So I had the pleasure of listening to your story, which obviously inspired me to want to have you on the show today. But there is nothing worse than when you you are at an event and you are speaking and nobody takes any photos of you. I don't know why, but for me, I'm like, I want to post it on Instagram. I want to say what I was up to today, you know, which you can't yeah. really do if no one took a photo of you. So I took it upon myself to, it might be kind of stalkerish now I say it out loud, take some photos of you <laughs> while you were speaking to all of us and then came and introduced myself to you at the end, sent you those photos and that then opened this conversation which has led us to here today. Hey, well, um, Janelle, you've answered your own question. Maybe you've given inspiration to women who always want to do something like that as an icebreaker. So you've given them a thought, uh, you know, a food for thought, a way to do it. If they want to, if they find themselves in a situation where they want to talk to someone but don't know how. That exactly. And I've never, I've never actually done that before, you know, because normally there is someone there who is taking photos or something like that but at this time I was like if this was me I would really hope someone took a couple of photos so I'm going to do it for you so I'm I'm glad that it got us to connect with each other anyway so the reason why you were there is because you were talking about the business that you own currently yes. you have owned two businesses since you became a mother wow yeah. <laughs> and 
I'm really curious to start kind of a little bit further back and to know what was it that you were doing for a career before you became self-employed? Before I became self-employed, I was working for Work and Income um, as their customer service officer. I kind of was um, enjoying it because mm-hmm. I think I like maths. I think I like counting money and, you know, things like cool. that. Mm-hmm. So it was giving me an inspiration, um, motivation to do something better. And um, there was a point and I was a high performer. I'm proud to say that. So, um, and money incentivized me. So every time I did a good job, I used to get a pay rise. So I kept doing that till, yeah, till a certain point when I thought I'm ready for a change. Yeah. Mm, okay. So was it that idea of change that inspired you to start your very first business or was it something else? Um, it was something else. Um, so um, so when my second child was born, I was still at work and income and I went back to work uh, when um, my uh, youngest was about eight months old. Um, but having child number two made the family dynamics a bit harder to juggle, mm-hmm. like, you know, go to work, both husband, wife working, children go to daycare, come back home, clean up, cook up, again, clean up and, you know, and back to square one the next day. So it was just um, getting too hard and I mm-hmm. wasn't finding the motivation to do all of that. Um, so six months after going back to work and by then we were in a new neighborhood. My neighbor at the time, who's now become one of my best girlfriends, um, she said something that I make beautiful curry and that I should consider doing cooking lessons. And so wow. once she put that seed in my head, I couldn't wait I was just looking for an excuse to give up work. So probably that's what propelled me to put in a resignation mm. and um, went into doing cooking lessons for nearly five years after that. Yeah. Wow. So what was it that, I guess, from this seed being planted by your neighbor into your mind, how long was it until you were able to hand in your resignation? And what some of the things that, I guess, you had to think about or you had to plan out, possibly be confident enough in the skill or the knowledge or the understanding in order for you to know this is the way I need to go next? Um, I, To be honest, I didn't plan too much because I am the sort of a person, if I um, uh, give fuel to the fire, mm-hmm. um, like I'm an overthinker, so mm. I do overthink too. So from the time the seed was planted to my resignation, probably it was about two months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it took me about two months to muster up the courage to do it. And uh, once we've done that, um, I, uh, to be honest, uh, we weren't relying on another full-fledged um, income. So I had the flexibility of doing it slowly and on a part-time basis so it was not that any money earned from um yeah it would be a awesome mm. thing if business took off like mad mad at a maddening speed and you know mm-hmm. we made a whole heap of income but we weren't in a position where we needed that extra income so I took my time um uh, slowly getting into it and at and honestly, by then we were in New Zealand I was in New Zealand for six years but I've barely ever made friendships in the community so for Mm. me it was about um getting myself out there in the community um getting to know the people uh getting to know 
the culture because um, every town is different. I mean, yes, we are at the end of the day a bunch of cool New Zealanders, but every town has its quirks. So mm-hmm. you know, it was um, a place where I didn't know much about. And so I took my time getting to know people around me and made some friendships that I still maintain and even to this day, which is like amazing that 10 years on, I still have, um, yeah, I've still maintained that relationship with my first client. Mm. Wow. And so tell us, um, just because obviously I know, but the lovely lady who's listening, give us an idea of what you created as that first business and how that allowed you to be able to really get involved in the community, networking, meeting new people and building what sounds like incredible relationships. Yeah, so um, all I did was there was a market gap. So, yes, the first thing was always is is there a gap in the market with uh, learning how to make a curry? So Mm -hmm. that was the first thing. So um, uh, my friend and I, she was uh, at that time, um, the first couple of years, she was my marketing uh, manager in a way. So she did all my graphics and she did um, the Facebook posts. She took photos of me. Was she was a young mum herself, so she was also enjoying the ride and um, kind of creating a niche for herself too. So it was a yeah, it was a win win for both of us. So my business was called Flavors Authentic Indian Food. So mm-hmm. it was simple, and I made a bunch of recipes, and then um, I started putting myself out there, and because. I wasn't fully immersed in the community. My friend Anna, she had a big, huge network. So she was wow. the one who introduced me to people and we created a Facebook page. Facebook was still relatively new. And mm-hmm. so um, so we created a Facebook page and we put ourselves out there. Word of mouth is what got me um, a whole bunch of sessions, cooking sessions. So we were celebrating people's birthdays, anniversaries, wow. end of sports years, like netball functions mm-hmm. or rugby or you know you name it I was Mm -hmm. called because in a way it was easy for people because I organized everything and Mm. all had to do was show up and with their bottle of wine and enjoy food and me yapping away talking about things yeah that is so cool and do you know if anybody who ever came along to your classes if they took the recipes and you know brought them into their home and recreated them themselves as well yes they have. And I've made it in such a way that I have my friend Anna to thank for as well. She made it, we both made it in such a way that we made these recipe packs. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was just like a postcard size um, mm. card that I got printed. And then on it, we had the recipe printed and I had all the spices made up in little bags and that wow. would go as a recipe pack. So oh. people who tried the curry could buy it again so they were my customers for a long time because they kept coming back to buy the pack and then the conversations followed because uh, they wanted to try some other curries you Mm -hmm. know so Mm -hmm. that was a great business if I had put a lot more effort into it Mm -hmm. Uh, but I was a one-man band and it took the mickey out of it uh, because I ended up spelling like curry every other day. So, and I hate that. But it was an experience nevertheless. It's a great experience. And um, 
I think it's given me confidence that I can take yes. on. And, and that's the thing, right? It gave you that experience and a, a bit of knowledge on, you know, what to do and what not to do when it comes to business as a whole. And I often find that when people step into entrepreneurship, it's this whole world of unknowns and new experiences and new learnings and quite often the idea that people start with isn't where they end up on their entrepreneurial journey to be honest I started um, by teaching people how to make raw chocolate Mm. and so you and I both have the same I guess beginning and teaching people how to utilize food and running classes and events and workshops and stuff for people And then look, you know, we've both morphed into um, other ventures, but you've got to kind of have that start. And so when you were first starting, did you know what you were doing? Like in terms of just thinking about a couple of my clients right now who are coming to mind who are trying to explore starting their own businesses and they're really fearful because they don't know what to do. And, you know, maybe you can mirror my words in that no one knows what they're doing. You're just trying stuff, right? And trying to figure it out along the way. Yeah, totally. Um, So there's always going to be a bit of unknown when you're in a business. And I wasn't an expert either. Neither was my husband at the time. We just made the decision that we'll do a business and we did it. But in hindsight, I know what I shouldn't have done. What shouldn't you have done? Like, I mean, you brought it up, yeah. so I'm curious now. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't have done it registered as a limited company. I should have registered okay. myself as a um, self-employed or a, so- a solo trader. Solo trader, um, yeah. Yeah, and um, I should also um, have um, looked at taken the risk of doing it more because um, because I had a young family. I put a blanket rule that I will only work two or three days in a week. So mm-hmm. I was already limiting my options by giving myself that this is all that I'm going to do. So mm-hmm. I should have probably taken the risk and said, now let's do it a bit more. And mm-hmm. I should have widened my scope. I should have um, put in a bit more marketing budget and gone for a a lot more advertisement and expanding mm. my horizon. Like I did mm. a lot of cooking um, for clients in that Tiaomoto area and surrounding um, districts, but mm-hmm. I think I should have widened my horizon and did the whole of Waikato or, you know, totally. a, bit more, a bit more. But then again, I was nervous. I wasn't too sure if I was able to do it. If I, I doubted myself, okay, mm. I, if I had the capability to do it or not, but uh, maybe, maybe I was not because maybe that was I, why I gave up work and income job because that security mm. of income because I found myself working for someone else every day and not finding the joy in it anymore. So maybe that's why I wanted to spend more time with my children and mm. you know, and during the time and maybe that gave the opportunities that came along in terms of volunteering or hanging mm. out with youngest mm-hmm. gave me a perspective of life so you know there's always pros and cons absolutely and that that can be one of the beauties and I mean that's why a lot of people do decide that they want to get into business is to create a new lifestyle for themselves there's a big learning with that and that some people um, along that journey of starting a business do end up just creating another job for themselves so there's you know there's learnings and how you can actually turn your work into a lifestyle and I mean that's 
that's what I personally am doing. You know, my biggest day of the week is my one day where I have clients pretty much back to back all day. And then for the other six days of the week, I just get to have cool podcast chats, post to social media, you know, do networking, hang out in my garden. And, and it's, it's beautiful, but that was created intentionally, you know, um, and and I imagine that the the same goes for you as well because you knew that you wanted to be able to spend more time with your kids. So sometimes, in some ways, that does mean you, I guess, sacrifice a little bit of your earning potential. But then it depends what you value more and also what you need in your life at that time. And if you don't need to have millions of dollars and you want to have those memories with your children, then that's an awesome you know trade off or not necessarily a sacrifice because I mean you can make the money later, you know it's just kind of like a prioritization type thing. Yeah, it comes down to the personal values that you carry. Is money more important or is making memories more important? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. Yeah. When you were younger, did you ever think of yourself as being somebody who would run her own company one day? Yep, I always knew that I would be um, either a business owner or in a leadership team. I don't mm. know. I just maybe it was my dad always feeding me tidbits of information on things. I guess mm. I owe a lot to my dad. Yeah. Wow, that mm. is so cool. And and is your dad supportive of you? I imagine he is by what you've just said. But is he yeah. really supportive of you in, in this journey that you're on right now? On this particular journey, I think my biggest champions are my husband and my father-in-law. Wow. The fortune of, um, you know, my dad holding my hand till a certain point, and after Mm -hmm. that it was my husband. And both my mother-in-law and father-in-law have been so ever so supportive of every decision I make uh, or Mm -hmm. we make together. So I am fortuitous um, in that aspect. Mm. Mm, that is amazing it's so beautiful when you have good support systems around you and I know that not everybody does naturally by their own family or by you know their um, in-laws but if you can create that that is going to help you in your journey so much like it makes me think of just before when you said about um the doubting yourself and how you could have grown bigger but you know you weren't sure and all that kind of stuff if you take that to the people who support you the most they'll probably prop you up right and and tell you just to go for it and give you that little bit of encouragement that you need so we've talked heaps about your first business but that's obviously it's been you know you shut that down after five years and your entrepreneurial journey doesn't finish there and I just love how to me the confidence in you and in being a business owner has grown and developed so much throughout this journey so why don't you tell us what it is that you're doing now for your business and also how that came about um so um again my second business uh which is um zelandia honey was actually not my dream it's my husband's dream but i bought into his vision and he wanted to start something to uh, because both my husband and i we are from india and india is one of the is the diabetic capital of the world from memory wow. um, so um he wanted to create a product with manuka honey that will help be a part of a solution than be part of a problem and that was the starting point of him wanting to create um something with honey um because manuka honey is a superfood whether mm. people want 
it or not, it is um it has got so much um good stuff in it. Mm. Um so he had this dream of starting Zealandia Honey. He came up with the name. Um, although the original idea of Zealandia was Z New Zealand, Zealand and mm. New Zealand plus India is Zealandia. That oh was the gosh. that was the original concept. Zealandia, but then when we actually Google Zealandia, it had a whole new meaning to it. It was the submerged mm. continent on which New Zealand is there. So, um, wow. yeah, I know, right? So, and we started working on the initial design concepts maybe in 2017, 18, and then um, finally we met our third our business partner, Robin, who became an important part of um, finalizing that design and taking that big step um, mm -hmm. to getting the product made and labels made and uh, and exporting our first product to India. So we feel like quite an achievement um, doing that. Yeah. Wow, that is so incredible. And so tell me what it's like, uh, I guess, taking on somebody else's dream because that I don't think that's something that you hear very often, you know, of the, the concept of somebody else being able to see a vision that somebody they love has and being able to adopt it for their own or or not even necessarily adopting it, but being able to be the one who so strongly is bringing it to life because you're yeah. in, in this business every day. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yes. Mm. Um, so um, it again goes back to um, a lot of my qualities and values that I attribute go back to my dad. Okay, so I feel that he has been the reason why I feel empowered. If without mm. him, I wouldn't be here the way I think, the way I talk, it's all I give it to him. So mm. I feel that um, women need to have someone in their lives to empower them so that they know they can uh that so that they have the confidence to become the true version or the better version of themselves mm -hmm. so uh, when um Sunil started with this dream of uh bringing in um manuka honey and taking it to india mm -hmm. i brought into it because in india women are the decision makers as to what the family eats so my vision was if i can be that woman to empower the other woman then wow. I might contribute or help create a solution, be part of that solution. So, and that's how I always feel strongly that no matter what the society, if the woman is empowered, it will become a better society. Yeah. Mm, you, you and I are just so aligned on that. Like that is literally why I focus on women only because mm -hmm. I'm like, women are just, if we can work on ourselves, if we can improve ourselves, if we can then um, partner and, and build community and collaborations with other, other women and empower them too, then, you know, all of our homes are going to be so much better off for it. And then therefore the world will be so much better. So I love that you have that take specifically on food and the household and the meals that is yeah. a very cool way of thinking about it you know yeah. it's um literal you know I, I love that that's awesome I, I haven't thought of it like that so that is really beautiful can you tell me in terms of um with Zealandia honey and people purchasing it and bringing it into their homes do you know what people are mostly using it for like is it recipes or if people are feeling sick and and um syrup you know drinks and and that kind of stuff 
Yeah, so we know that people mainly buy Monica or Zelandia honey for uh, improving their overall health. Um, mm. I'm very fortunate. I always say that um, we've been, um, Sunil has been in the Monica honey industry for 12, 13 years now. So mm. since my children were very little, we had, um, we had um, the privilege to have Monica honey in our home. And we've had um, a spoonful every day or most days and we barely go to the doctors i know that they are quite healthy children so there must be something in the honey that gives mm -hmm. them that immunity or you know that protection it's like a firewall to them and i know that my friends children um, my friends are always at the doctors taking them for coughs and colds and whatnot and we barely go to the doctors so i so that's the reason why i always encourage people to take it every day rather than just take a spoon when you're feeling sick you know mm. you have added to your lifestyle and it becomes second nature to you mm. and um my children are the biggest tea drinkers in my house you know they have a cup of tea every night and i don't think drink tea at all like mm. maybe the other day when I feel mm. like it but mm. it's a habit that they have cultivated over the wow. proud of it and I mm. know that the habits will stay with them for a long time and this is what I try to tell you know try to nurture in other people or encourage them to do yeah. Mm, that is so cool. That's just incredible for your health. Last night, um, my partner and I literally went onto BPO's website and bought like hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of supplements to restock up. Um, and now I'm like, I need to go and get me some of your Manuka honey too, to add to that mix because no one wants to be sick. <laughs> um, that is so cool. And it's amazing that your children, you know, that that is ingrained in them and that that is something that they will hopefully carry on throughout their lives as well. Um, yeah. I'm really curious to know on your journey, has there been anyone who has kind of like doubted you or um, had any, I guess, negative opinion on what it was that you were doing, you know, doing something that's not traditional in terms of leaving a corporate nine to five and going out and building your own path? Um, no one as such in my business or career journey, but growing up, my dad was feeding me to be a dreamer and to think mm. back. My mom was always pulling me back. She's like, you need to have your two feet on your ground. You can't keep dreaming. We are a middle class income family and we have some societal expectations. So girls can't do this, girls can't do that. So wow. mom was the one who pulled me back but I'm grateful for it too because sometimes that helps create a balanced head you know mm -hmm. yes yeah, so I my mom's proud of me I know that we talk mm. to each other every other day so um mm -hmm. but was, yeah she was the one who always pulled me back Hmm. Wow. And that's so fascinating. I mean, the way I always think of it when when family are, are, are doubting or, are, um, I guess, sharing negative thoughts or opinions, to me, it's like they love you the most and they just want to know that you're safe and that you yeah. are okay, you know. Yeah. And so sometimes when they put that onto you that is just their fears and their way of trying to make sure that you stay safe you know it's not it's not necessarily a, about you right and it's not that your ideas suck or that you're not good enough it's actually them as a way of um 
I guess, expressing to you their love for you in a way of them being scared for you, you know, because they would be so heartbroken if you would fail or if it wouldn't work out kind of thing. So that's so, that's so interesting and really cool as well that you can obviously acknowledge like my mom's the best, you know, and she is so proud of me. She was just also really scared for me. (laughs) Exactly. And um, she helped me a lot. And growing up, she was the one who was always there helping me do my homeworks um and I would be while she was cooking in the kitchen I would be there sitting with her and she would just watch over me doing my shit so Mm. it was cool yeah um Mm. it's nice to have one optimistic parent and one skeptical parent I think yeah yeah that balance is really really good and what you said before about having a person for you it's your dad having a person who can really encourage you bring you up and see the best in you and for me that is genuinely Liam my partner for me that has been him and it's really interesting because I would say probably since 2014 2015 I had been trying little little attempts at entrepreneurship and business ventures and following that creativity and that spark but I would always let other people's opinions stop me and it wasn't until around that 2020 when I'd done so much work on myself built my own confidence up hugely that I was then able to realize other people's negative opinions don't need to affect me but that was also around the same time that Liam and I connected and it was just it's so incredible to I guess reflect just on the past two almost three years and how far I and my career have come because I've always had somebody at home who pushes me and encourages me when I'm feeling doubtful you know and so that is so beautiful no matter how that looks whether that's dad or a partner but um it's really special to to have a, a relationship like that right that you can always know that you can go to when you are feeling fearful or like something's not going so right you know yeah that's what I keep telling my husband too is um if I were to marry into um traditionally into another Indian family I don't know if my husband would be as encouraging as my husband I tell my husband all the time if it weren't for you maybe I wouldn't be here you know Mm -hmm. thanks for all the encouragement you give me and I'll often say is don't doubt yourself if you think you can do it just go for it we all have whether it's a partner or a father or a sister or a mother who keeps telling that because women need to feel empowered again Mm -hmm. it comes to that yeah Mm -hmm. and I mean I was going to say to you you know if you don't have that supportive person um what would you what would you do or what would your piece of advice be to a person who's trying to um or at least exploring ideas of creating a different path for their life but they don't have that person who they can bounce off who's like yeah do it go for it who's who's encouraging them you know do you have anything to say to that woman just find a um cohort of women in your community i'm sure that there's a matriarch somewhere in each community who's always there encouraging other women to go for it mm-hmm. find that woman so um totally off on a tangent i had a near drowning experience at wellington harbor whoa 2015 2016 mm-hmm. um Growing up in India, swimming was a taboo. Never, mum, dad never had the money to pay for swimming lessons. So Mm -hmm. never learned swimming, nearly drowned. And we were at that time living in Tiamamutu. So I, through networking, found that there's this matriarch in the community. She played a very prominent role. So I went to her and Janet as a yeah she taught me how to swim she took me wow. on under her wing and she was there she's um been not only for me but for other women in my community and for the children in the community always encouraging them to go and give it a go 
And mm. I think that every community in New Zealand has such kind of woman or women. Mm. Um, so mm. it's just go and look for them and go find a business coach or a mentor. I'm sure that um, they will be there for you to bounce off ideas and be your, you know, uh, be mm. to your champion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Mm. And I, I think that's the biggest thing is like, don't let your fears or your doubts or your hesitations stop you yeah. and, and go and find someone who you can talk to, someone who you can spitball those ideas off, who's going to be a really good sounding board for you. Because, you know, kind of like what you said in the beginning, when we overthink things, we can just stop it before we even start it. Totally, totally. Yeah. And um, I listened to this podcast, um, the guy who owns um, Fix and Fog, um, Roman. Cool. Ju- uh, yeah, so he also said something similar is don't overthink it. If you overthink it, you will never even start, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, giving it a go uh, and see where that takes you and and keep improvising the plan, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that is incredible advice. And for you listening at home, if you ever need a community or want support, we are here. Okay. Go check out my website. Come join a woman's circle. It is super encouraging and motivating. And you'll definitely feel at home with the community that we're building both online and in person. So that's one option for you. But of course, there are so many more as well. Okay. A couple more questions left. Um, business is absolutely a challenge and it you know it, it brings challenges to your life and um definitely worth it in my eyes but it is challenging nonetheless what has been the biggest challenge for you and what did you learn from it along this business experience it's a hard one because um you keep learning new things in business every day um i think if i were given a choice of um going back and re-strategizing the business, I would take on a business coach right from day one and have a business coach to be there because um, when you start out, you barely have, some people are more organized than the others. You may have a bit of a budget put in there for the business, like for marketing. And, you know, when we started business, we bootstrapped it with um, $500 each between Sinal, myself and Robin. So from $1,500, we went close to a million dollar turnover so um but and that's had its challenges not having a set amount of money for marketing budgeting and you know things like that so Mm. um the if i would if you are considering becoming a business owner i would strongly encourage you to um not be a scrooge and go and get yourself a legal advisor and go and find yourself a good accountant and go and get yourself a coach and Mm. um, you can get some funding from um, regional business networks and partnerships for some startup grants so um, use that wisely and but do definitely have a good legal uh, advisor on board yeah okay that is very good advice because I know it's really easy for us to I don't know, get this idea that your your business has to instantly replace what you were earning in your job and 
you know, that then just adds so much more pressure, so much more stress, especially on top of the fact that we don't really know what we're doing in the beginning. We're just trying to try like right. figure, figure yeah. stuff out, you know? And so if you can have that guidance and support from the yeah. start, then that's, um, you know, really, really encouraging. And again, another way for you not to feel alone because, you know, quite often on the business journey, you're not at the size yet where you can employ a team and when you yeah. can have other people around you in that capacity. So yeah. having someone like a mentor um, or a business coach who you can go to and just download to and just share what's happening, what challenges are, they then can kind of um, talk you through the the right course of action or at least give you some options. You know, I'm constantly getting messages from my clients because obviously for me, I believe it's so important to empower women. And generally what happens is when somebody starts working with me, will work on their own self-confidence in their day-to-day life and in their career. And then something just kind of flips in them and then they want to explore business, right? And so now I've got a good mix of clients who are working and clients who are starting their own businesses. And I'm constantly getting questions from them about, you know, what payment processor should I use or what about this and what about that? And it's it's nice to feel like they're moving forward so much faster because they've got that actual person to talk to rather than constantly trying to figure it all out on their own. And I'm sure it's the same for you and your business too. Totally, definitely. Um, um, yeah, we never had a legal advisor starting from day one. Um, I think um, we should have had someone to help us because it's important to get your contracts and everything right. Um, mm. And again, business mentor, having a business mentor, someone to talk to, you know, you, it's really important to download all of that information that you're learning constantly each day to someone, someone mm. who understands process because mum and dad brother and sister or husband may not necessarily understand what how business operates but having a professional mentor who's been in business definitely does help with um um you know offloading some of that burden and you know giving having a few options on how you can do things yeah Mm, for sure and I also feel like it's really nice to in a way not feel like you're bogging down your loved ones and you know I went through a really tough time in business probably October last year um and I ended up putting a few systems and and people in place that I could go to because I didn't like the way it was making my at-home relationship, you know, I was very, um, I don't know, like very doubtful, I would say, and quite confused and just unsure which path to take. And then I would open up those conversations with my partner and because he's so invested and wants me to do so well, um, it then kind of just brought us down, you know, it kind of seems um, like a, a, a tough, dark space. And so I was like, you know what, I don't, I don't need 24 hours a day to feel like this. So yeah. I'm going to go to someone else for this stuff and then yeah. not not have to essentially bring it home with me, you know, or, or obviously I work from home, so not make it leave the home office. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I get, you yeah, totally. So now there are days when Cinema and I, we barely have husband-wife material to talk about. We just talk about business and it's it does bring you down because you no longer feel, you know, sometimes I think maybe, if I ever go into another business venture, I won't do it with my husband because then mm-hmm. I'm not discussing the same shit with him, you know? Yeah. yeah. So 
so we'll see uh, what will happen. Yeah. Mm, those are some really fascinating insights. I am so glad that you and I met and <laughs> that we were able to connect and obviously have you on the show here today because just reflecting on some of the things we've talked about, I really hope that there is somebody who's listening who based on this conversation is now feeling like they want to go ahead and really explore that idea that they've been thinking about, you know, and, and build up their own confidence to be able to just go for it and see what happens. Yeah, totally. Mm. I hope so too. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. You've been an awesome guest. Oh, thanks, Janelle, for having me. I enjoyed having this conversation because who knows, one day we might have a fraternity of women in Rotorua. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. Cool. Yeah. 